Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Bill Mead, Kit's husband and Ben Calvert's son-in-law, walked out of an office near the square in Wakefield, closed the door bearing the legend Angus McKillop, attorney at law, and went slowly down the corridor. He came out into the street opposite the little park which formed the center of town. Some children were happily chasing a ball across the graveled pathway which cut through to the courthouse side. Bill shivered in the November wind, feeling exposed and chilly in the unaccustomed likeness of the civilian clothes he was wearing. Still, he wanted to be outdoors, recoiled somehow from the idea of being within walls. He had a lot of things to figure out, and he wanted to be alone to think them through. Turning his collar up and shoving his hands deep into his pockets, Bill strolled across to the square, seated himself on a bench. Where did the question startle me so? After all, I should have known that would be something we'd have to settle. But what he said really floored me. Goodbye, lad. And remember, the question of the child is the most important one. The main question is, what about the child? Figure that one out. It's funny, I wasn't prepared for it. Or maybe it was because I was afraid to think about it. I was trying to delay the moment when I'd have to decide. I'd even been afraid to see the child too much. Afraid I'd become too fond of him. I guess I just assumed that in a case like this, the baby always stays with his mother. And yet, maybe that wouldn't be the best thing for the kid. That's what I'd have to decide. Which will be best in the long run for the child? There's so many different ways of looking at it. So darn many different ways. Bill Mead looked straight ahead of him with unseeing eyes, oblivious to the voices of the children playing nearby. He was listening to the inner conflicting voices of his own mind, the two sides of his own nature. One which tried to justify, to escape the truth so hard to accept. The other, clear-thinking, honest side, which insisted on facing the truth squarely. And Bill heard other voices, too. The voices of public opinion. The criticisms which he knew would confront him, whatever he decided to do. A father can never take a mother's place in bringing up a child. If a child has to be reared by one parent only, it's far better off with a mother. And an inner voice replied... But Kit said she didn't want the baby. She said the baby might have meant a great deal. This way, he only represents a lot of care and trouble. But to be responsible for the child. Suppose I failed. What do I know about bringing up children? Well, I've heard people say... From a legal standpoint, it is generally considered that even a bad mother is better for a child than a good father. That's what people say, all right. But it doesn't ring true. Kit doesn't love the baby. You've always wanted a son. You were so proud of him that night Kit came back. When you looked at him sound asleep in the little crib, you felt so happy. You had a son. And yet would it be fair to him? Kit was angry when she said she didn't want the baby. She couldn't really have meant it. Yes, she did. She did mean it. Why don't you face the truth? You know what Kit is. You just haven't wanted to admit it to yourself. Because you have some foolish idea of chivalry 
protecting your wife. But you know what will happen to the child if it's brought up by Kit and Ben Calvert. With their selfish, greedy disregard of other people's rights. Their cruelty and intolerance. You don't want your son to be like them. No, I don't. But after all, he's just a baby. It'll be a long time before he's old enough to understand things. Now what he needs is good care. During a child's early years, spiritual and intellectual influences are relatively unimportant. All that matters is proper care from a health standpoint. Yeah, that's what people say. And how could I take care of that baby living in the auto court? I'd have to be away all day at my job. I couldn't be sure he was properly fed. You could manage somehow. You could get a little house. Maybe hire a woman, a reliable nurse to look after. You know it isn't true that a child only needs to be cared for physically. If you had him, you could begin as soon as he was able to understand words to give him a decent slant on things. Teach him to be fair to other people. To be tolerant and honest. Just the opposite of what he learned from the Calverts. And don't forget this. You know Kit doesn't really love that child. But how can I be sure? Maybe a mother's love for a child isn't actually instinctive. I've heard lots of people say... Many women have almost no feeling for the child at first. But after they've had the care of the baby for some time, all the natural maternal feelings assert themselves. Now, maybe Kip would change. After she's had the child for a while, maybe she'd learn to love it, be a good mother. No. Don't try to kid yourself. You know Kip meant what she said. You know she'd never be really maternal. The baby was only a means to her means to restore the marriage. She'll hate the baby because it didn't accomplish what she wanted. Besides, look how Kit tricked you. How she's always tricked you. The very method she used to get you to marry her was dishonest. And there was the letter. The letter from Peggy. She kept it from you deliberately. Remember the way she talked about Peggy the other night? When you said you wanted a divorce? She hates Peggy. She always has. Peggy, if only... But she's in love with Dawn. She said so. If it weren't for that... Peggy has nothing to do with this. You have to make your decision independently. Aunt Mary told you that. And she was right. Peggy and I used to talk about the son we'd have someday. I used to imagine how it would be. Watching him grow up. Teaching him to swim and to box taking him fishing, playing baseball with him and going on walks, giving him all the swell things I had as a kid. Yeah, and a lot of things I didn't have. Being a friend to him, a pal. And now this, the divorce, the ugliness. You have to be a man. Think carefully. This is the most important problem you've ever had. You have to be stronger and wiser than you've ever been before. You're a father now, with a father's responsibility. Yeah, I know, I know. You really love the child. Wouldn't you be good to it? Of course I would. Are you a fit parent for your child? Yes, I am. I know I am. Well then, Bill, what are you waiting for? You know what is best for your child. You know what you should do. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. At that moment... As Bill sat motionless, struggling to reconcile the conflicting sides of his nature, 
Suddenly, he was startled back to reality by the thud of a baseball, which landed a few feet away from him. Hey, mister! Oh, hi there. Come on, mister. Put over home plate. What? Put over home plate. Oh, okay. Here she comes. Do I? Well, I got quite a lot of practice while I was in the Army. Are you in the Army? Yeah. My dad still is. He's been away three years. That's a long time. I'll say it is. But my mom had a letter yesterday. He might be home for Christmas. Ah, that's swell. Gosh, I sure hope he is. I'm making him a present in my shop class at school. Manual training, huh? Yeah. It's going to be a surprise. What's it going to be? A rack for his pipe. My dad has more darn pipes. He only took two with him. I keep the rest on my dresser in my room. You got any kids? Yeah, I have a kid. You play ball with him? It, well, not yet. He's a little too young. How old is he anyway? I can play and I'm just nine. Well, you see, he's only a couple of months old. Shucks. He's just a baby. They're not much fun at that age, are they? Oh, I don't know. He's a pretty swell little guy. Well, maybe he'll be okay when he grows up. <laughs> I think you will. What's your name? Bill. Say, that's my name, too. No kidding. People call me Billy on account of my dad's name is Bill. And they don't want to get me mixed up. Sure will be glad when he gets home. Missed him quite a lot, huh? Sure. He's a swell guy. We have a lot of fun together when he's around. Of course, my mom's okay. But you know how it is. It's different with your dad. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, I gotta be getting home. My mom sent me to the store. But I got into a game with those fellows who were there and... Well, I guess I got sort of sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, I guess you did. Oh, wait a minute. I think I got some gum here somewhere. Yeah, you like gum? That's a silly question. <laughs> here. Thanks. Well, I'll be seeing you. Maybe when your kid gets a little older, we three can get together sometime. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay. So long, Bill. So long, Billy. Bill Meade looked after the boy as he ran off across the lawn of the little park. That youngster had settled something for him. Bill knew what he was going to do. He was going to fight for his son. He got up then and started to walk home. But he didn't look tired and dejected anymore. There was a purposeful look on his face. He strode along like a man who knew where he was going. <laughs> 